Hi, everyone. This is Anthony Diaz with the Pop Health Show. This show is for anyone that has a strong passion for making people healthier in this world, on this planet. Really excited today. I've got Darren Fitzpatrick, Dr. Darren Fitzpatrick. So Dr. Darren Fitzpatrick uh, is on our show today. We're going to talk a little bit about his background, his passions in health. I'm not going to steal his thunder, but Dr. Darren Fitzpatrick is the radiology site director of Mount Sinai, Queens. And I'm just really enthused to have him on the show, really interested on in hearing his story. Uh, Dr. Fitzpatrick, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks for peeling off time to do this and to share your background, your background, your experience, your passions. And, and along those lines, uh, maybe you can start by teleporting us back to where it all started, where you, you had this inclination to want to be of service to others, help others in their health. Tell us, tell me a little bit about the series of events that went on through your life that led you to become the person you are today. Well, I was always sort of a very kind of uh, STEM oriented uh, person. Um, I was definitely more of a, a nerd in that respect than uh, a, a liberal arts type of person. I always liked math and science more than reading and writing. Mm -hmm. um, although I initially kind of, my initial inclination was to kind of be like a lab researcher, like a PhD type uh, person. Um, and then about, uh, you know, and what's nice about that kind of tract in terms of being a doctor when you're studying in school is kind of the, the PhD type classes and the med school classes basically are almost entirely identical. Um, and then I sort of realized that kind of the research bend kind of thing was not for me and I was kind of better served, um, you know, uh, becoming a physician. Um, so I basically around sophomore year of college or so I had been kicking the idea around for a while, but about sophomore year or so I made the decision to, you know, uh, that I would, you know, apply to medical school kind of at the end of college. Mm -hmm. Um, I went to medical school, uh, at Albert Einstein in the Bronx, um, which was a great experience. Um, it's extremely diverse population there. Um, so you're able to learn a lot. You get a lot of great hands-on training there um, through, my, through my four years there. And when I started my clinical rotations, I was, I was really dead set that I wanted to be a surgeon. I thought that that was kind of going to best serve my, uh, my career goals and my career needs. Um, and after doing surgery for about two weeks in the rotation, I was extremely, <laughs> extremely disappointed in how it was going. And I realized I, I couldn't really do this as a career. Mm -hmm. um, and I had had a, uh, my uncle was actually a, a radiologist. Um, so we had, I was kind of a little bit more familiar with radiology than most of my um, colleagues who were in medical school with. So I s sort of came back around to radiology and I, I, I basically absolutely loved it, took to it right away. Um, and so by the end of third year in medical school, I was kind of all in uh, for radio, <clears throat> all in for a career in radiology. I kind of stayed close to Einstein and went to uh, radiology residency in um, North Shore University Hospital, which is now Northwell Health. Um, I was there for four years uh, as resident and chief resident. And then um, I did a fellowship at, uh, in musculoskeletal imaging um, at Hospital for Joint Disease uh, at NYU. 
And uh, after doing the, that year of fellowship, I've you know been at Sinai for since 2011. So uh, eight years, eight years, almost exactly, I think. Um, and uh, when I first got to Sinai, I was kind of, I only did musculoskeletal imaging. Um, I was at the main campus, kind of a large hospital, 800 to 1,000 beds. I'm not sure exactly how big it is. Um, and then after being there for a couple of years, I was given the opportunity to um, take over kind of the radiology department here, which is a much smaller hospital uh, over in Queens. You know, for your viewers who aren't familiar, basically the, the river, basically the East River separates Queens and Manhattan. And we're in Astoria, which is kind of the northern part of the far west side of Queens. Um, and it's a much, much smaller hospital. Um, it's about a 200-bed hospital here. Um, and we basically, I was given the opportunity to basically kind of start a radiology department kind of from scratch, um, which has been a really great opportunity. I love it. I love it. Well, Darren, congratulations on, you know, the the steps and, you know, the progression that you've done, you know, across your career. And obviously, you've impacted a lot of lives up to this point. And, you know, radiology is such an important field, you know, and critical to health. It's, it's every, almost every significant procedure, right, has some sort of, you know, touch point and it's such a critical note in the process. And so it's great to hear the series of events and, and the education and the experience that you've amassed, you know, to focus in this field. And I guess along those lines, I'd love to hear a little bit about uh, what you're, you're fascinated by in health today. You know, you're seeing a lot, you're touching a lot. Um, from a radiology perspective, what, what has your captivation in health? And, and I just love to, you know, understand a little bit more on, on also why, you know, why and, and the what uh, uh, of health innovation that has you excited these days. I think really, you know, anybody who really goes into, um, into radiology is, is kind of, um, you know, kind of bit of a, a techie kind of wonk a little bit. And I'm not really any different. Um, I'm not a, you know, coder or a computer programmer or have any kind of facility with that kind of background. But, um, you know, radiology kind of lends itself to that a lot, um, the technology aspect, um, and as does the rest of medicine. So, you know, what, what I'm kind of, I, I actually think in general medicine, probably technology-wise in terms of impacting workflow and impacting patient care, um, is probably technology is, is probably a little lacking um, in terms of, you know, making lives easier for doctors and patients. Um, so I think what has me most excited is, is kind of where that's going to go, you know, in the next, you know, five to 10 years. Um, when you think about it, you know, electronic medical record and PACS, which is the, <coughs> excuse me, the system that we use to read all the images all that stuff is, you know, is relatively, are relatively new innovations um, in medicine that have happened, you know, over the past decade, maybe the past 20 years, um, you know, and, you know, technology has obviously expanded leaps and bounds beyond that and is, you know, going further and faster every day. So I'm kind of excited to see, you know, where that's going to land going forward. I love it. I love it. And you know, what I'd love to also hear a little bit about is, you know, a lot of our listeners are, are 
you know, from a medical perspective or executive perspective, from a healthcare perspective, but, you know, how do you, how would you define radiology today versus like five, 10, 20 years ago? What are the most significant changes how you feel like at least, at least us as human beings should be thinking about radiology as a practice? Um, It feels like there's some paradigm shifts going on. I just love to hear on like, if you could instill like, what radiology is and why it's so important. Maybe you can ground us here. It'd be great to understand that because I always love, personally speaking, updating myself on the, the, the best, most modern mental model for thinking of things and hitting things with a beginner's mindset. So love to just hear your, 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 your thoughts on, on just radiology, how it's changed, how we should, how everyone should think of radiology. Sure, sure. So, so if you go kind of way back, you know, before I was born, <laughs> probably radiology was basically, you know, was basically just doing x-rays. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they weren't doing x-rays, the other stuff they were doing was, you know, kind of using, using contrast agents with x-ray to sort of, you know, visualize, visualize things in your body, whether it's, you know, the blood vessels in your head or, you know, a tumor in your abdomen. Basically those were kind of, you know, the only tools that were, were available. Um, so you're either using x-ray, which was not very accurate. Mm-hmm. You were doing, you know, angiograms, which is basically the study of basically injecting dye, um, manually injecting dye into somebody, you mm-hmm. know, utilizing it under x-ray to sort of see, see what was going on. Um, and angiograms are obviously still done and they're very important, but, you know, basically with the advent of, of CT scan, um, that basically allowed, you know, much better visualization of, of human anatomy than had previously been available before using very similar technology to x-ray. Um, so that was a, you know, that was a huge, a huge coup, um, you know, you had ultrasound, which, you know, basically ultrasound for your viewers is, you know, you're basically, instead of using x-ray beams, you're using, you're using sound waves to visualize, you know, the anatomy in your body. Um, and you could do a number of things with that from visualizing solid organs to visualizing blood vessels. Um, and then you have, you have MRI, um, which is, you know, even more advanced technology where you're basically using the um, the natural uh, water content of your body and basically applying different magnetic fields and different radio frequency pulses um, mm-hmm. basically get, you know, what can be at times very, very detailed anatomical, uh, anatomical um, pictures of the human body and, and human pathology. Mm-hmm. Um, what's happening more now is uh, what's starting to happen is, is kind of more functional imaging. So, um, instead of just injecting dye into patients, you know, we can inject, you know, various radio tracers, which have very specific places where they go uh, to localize certain tumors or certain disease process. Um, you think about things like PET scan. Uh, PET scan basically is used for basically tumor and infection imaging, where basically they're injecting a radioactive dye into the body, which basically has a high avidity for uh, areas of your body where there's a high metabolic turnover, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, would normally be tumor. So you're, you know, we're getting sort of closer and closer to sort of, you know, more specific imaging. 
similar into the way that, you know, the, our, our colleagues in oncology, you know, are getting closer and closer to, you know, better treatment possibilities with you know, things like gene therapy and, and things like that. So things are kind of getting closer and closer. And furthermore, you know, all of these studies, you know, we could, we can do a lot more accurate imaging uh, of patients than we ever could before without, without basically doing anything super invasive to the patient, you know, maybe with basically just giving them, you know, an, an injection through an IV, um, which, you know, in most cases is very, very safe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. No, thank you for that. I really appreciate it. It's very refreshing to hear broken down on, on those dimensions and, you know, how it's, it's evolved. How radiology is, you know, setting to tone, the tone for, you know, better diagnostics, better understanding of what's going on. And so I, I haven't really heard it broken down in that type of way. I'm not a radiologist, but, uh, but now I, I, I think I know if I can repeat back what you just said and I can maybe hold my own with, uh, with a radiologist or two, hopefully in the future. So thank, thank you for that blueprint. I really appreciate that, Darren. And, um, I guess, uh, you know, along the lines, you know, so much development, so much opportunity in some of the technology topics that we're talking about here. I mean, it sets the tone for a really interesting future. I, I would love to hear a little bit about something in health that you believe that maybe necessarily hasn't been proven yet uh, in the future. Maybe something you believe that other people think uh, might be crazy from a health perspective. Or said another way, you know, I'd love to hear, you know, your, you know, what's the future of health according to Darren? And, it, and it obviously don't limit it to, to radiology, but, but um, just love to hear on how you think about the future of health. Uh, well, I, I mean, I think, you know, the big, you know, topic of the day in radiology for certain is, uh, is artificial intelligence, mm-hmm. um, like it is around, you know, most areas that people are talking about. So, um, you know, radiologists do a lot of work in front of a computer screen. Um, at least most of us do. Um, so there's kind of a natural inclination to think that, um, you know, a computer can do a lot of what we can do, which I think if I was being honest is probably true because, you know, a a very good radiologist would just be, you know, very good and unbiased arbiter of, you know, looking at pattern recognition, which is basically, you know, what we, what we do a variety of the time. Um, so I think that's probably the big topic of the day, how that's going to be implemented, how it would work, um, how you would get computers to kind of, you know, process all these images and how you would teach them to do that. Um, I think remains, remains really the interesting question. Right. Right. No, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. Yeah, it's it's really interesting and fascinating what could could happen here and what seems like it's going to happen um, in terms of the foundation that's being set. Um, AI is super fascinating. Obviously, there's you know, big debates in the market on whether or not AI is really truly here. I don't. I don't think it is. Right. I think we know it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, but it's it's getting there. It's getting it's getting uh, closer as well. And, um, you know, I got two last questions for you, Darren, because this has been really rewarding for me and really kind of refreshing, uh, especially in the field that you're in. Um, you've seen so many things in health, Darren. You, you interface with a lot. You've seen healthy patients. You've seen not-so-healthy patients. 
I can imagine that you've probably adopted some interesting mindsets on your own personal well-being that probably keep your own engine going and keep your energy, you know, in peak condition and help you stay resilient. So I'd love to hear about maybe like a habit or ritual you do on a daily or weekly basis that seems to work for you, whether it's it's mindfulness related, whether it's uh, food related or activity, family time. What keeps your engine going? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's all of those things. Um, mm-hmm. I think the, the trick for all of us, no matter what you do, whether you're a physician or um, a factory worker or a teacher or a nurse, is, you know, is, is to have, um, is to keep, keep a consistent pattern of doing those things. And I think just like everybody else, you know, I, I'm kind of on, on and off. Um, so I'll go through periods where, you know, I'm exercising four times a week. Um, and then I, I stop for, or I get out of my rhythm for, for a while. And then before you know it, two months go by and I haven't exercised and I start to feel sluggish mm-hmm. and terrible, um, and have to do it again. I think exercise is for me probably is the more, more important thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously the mindfulness is very important and meditating I think is, uh, from what everybody says about meditating, I agree with what they say. I kind of have a little too active of a mind to kind of sit there and, and do it. I would probably need a little bit more guided meditation. Um, but to me, I think exor- exercise kind of fulfills some of that mindfulness uh, to me. Right. Particularly if I'm going running or, you know, just doing something outside where I'm kind of just in my own headspace for a little while without um, without much distraction. Right. I, right. That's kind of the best tool for me. I'm right there with you, Darren. You know, it's, it's pretty interesting. I was thinking about this this morning and sometimes, you know, as you nation that you put inside your, your head where you visualize kinds of sets an emotional tone for the day or said another way, you know, consume positive things like in the morning. And so sometimes I'll wake up, I'll listen to a motivational song or like a motivational thing just to kind of, you know, especially I get up early, it's just good to kind of hit the day. And, and but I find when I start my day off with meditation, um, I, I never look back and say, wow, I regretted <laughs> doing meditation or yeah, I regretted yeah. like working out. And, and that's the mindset I'm trying to have. Like I did a really, really long, great workout yesterday and I'm just like, why don't I do that every day? You know, why don't, why do I kind of miss that? And so I'm trying to have the no regret framework on things where, you know, I know at least now with exactly kind of what you're saying, you know, with physical uh, activity and, you know, and my, for me, mindfulness, uh, sure. the more you do it, um, you're never going to do that activity and be like, wow, I surely regret running. Or for me, I like playing basketball and shooting basketball. It's like you and I talked about before this call, I grew up in Brooklyn. Uh, New York and so basketball was was super common soccer not so much as you know Uh, and when I used to go to my dad would take us to the park in you know Astoria or Brooklyn you know around um, there was just something to be said whether it was with shooting around with my dad or my brother and my dad or just me by myself you know the physical activity is kind of like a mindful thing that you can just break away and you have to focus on activity um, but, uh, anyway, I wanted to elaborate. I didn't want to, uh, you know, steal a thunder from your answer here. I just wanted to elaborate a little no, bit. I, yeah, I think that's, I think that's totally true. And I think what can happen is, is, you know, I like to do like workout programs where things are laid out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and those are good, good for me personally. Cause I like things kind of laid out in front of me. Like if I go to a gym without really an agenda, 
it, it doesn't always work out so well, mm-hmm. you know, cause you kind of just don't know what to do and you could kind of languish. Um, but I think sometimes even with those workout programs, when you, when there's built in kind of days off, mm-hmm. it can actually help you. It, it actually could steer me off cycle. Right. Um, so, you know, I think that there was this Jerry Seinfeld thing that he had about writing jokes where he basically had, he, he basically said, you have to have a streak. Like he had to write jokes literally every day under mm. and he would, and he would put an X on the calendar when, you know, when he did at least some amount of writing. And I think really with physical activity, you have to do that too. Mm. Um, you have to do something, even if it's for 10 minutes, just to say that you did something every day. Right. You know, right. um, even if you're just doing stretching after, you know, cause you had a couple of days of a hard workout in between. Um, I think it really helps to keep the streak going. Cause for me personally, yeah. if I break the streak, then, you know, things can go downhill. <sighs> I'm right there with you. No, I'm right there with you, Darren. Yeah, no, it's refreshing to hear. And, and uh, it's always, you know, this is this, the, you know, doing these episodes and shows, it's just always really intriguing to hear about healthcare leaders like yourself you see so much and then what are, you know, what are the philosophies and habits to adopt? And, you know, a lot of things these days, it's coming back to um, these kind of natural things that we know in our heart and in our soul that we should be, you know, doing, and we're, we're starting to do them, right. we're starting to, you know, from a clinical medical perspective, get, get back rooted to, you know, the, the, the body, you know, the activity, the meals, the, the eating right, the, the mindfulness. And, and so it's, it's refreshing to hear. I, I haven't heard the, uh, the Jerry Seinfeld analogy, but you're inspiring me to, to watch his, uh, his latest season of Comedians of Cars. <laughs> but, uh, right, right. But, uh, but yeah, no, it's, this is great, Darren. Um, I guess I want to be sensitive to your time. My very last question is more about uh, social media and contact. Not saying you have to, you know, give away, you know, all your direct information, but if you'd like people online to maybe interact with you online, or if you wanted people to connect with you, you know, reach out and say hi directly, what would be a good way to do so if you'd like that to, uh, to happen? Uh, well, I am on Twitter. Mm. Um, I, to be totally honest with you, I don't use a lot of social media. Sure. Um, I think my Twitter handle is, uh, I think it's Darren Fitz MD. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I have the same, same handle on Instagram. I'm actually not on Facebook. So for those looking to reach out, probably Twitter is, is probably the best way to best way to get me. Super, super. No, we'll link to it in the show notes and, you know, definitely, uh, Darren, I just want to say a few things that appreciate you peeling off time to, to spend time with me, to share your story, your background, your progression, um, your ascension also in the healthcare field for pioneering things in the radiology um, sector and how that's a critical pillar. And, and so I appreciate most importantly, your mindset in this space and um, sharing your experiences and also the future of health and for sharing with us, uh, you know, your story. So just wanted to say thank you so much for being on our show and uh, to our listeners out there, this is the pop health show. The show is for anyone that has a strong passion for making people healthier in this world. Uh, Darren, again, thank you so much. This was great. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks.